You're listening to The Beauty Debut. I'm your host, Claudia Fabian. As someone who has spent over 25 years in the beauty industry as an esthetician, makeup artist, and in professional sales, I want to share what I've learned. Allow me to be your beauty avatar and give you a behind-the-scenes look at what it's really like to work in the world of beauty. And follow me as I navigate how to age gracefully. And remember, it's never too late to make your debut. This podcast is about all things beauty inside and out. Tune in every week to hear my conversations with the amazing professionals who are working in all aspects of the beauty industry. Get the scoop on the latest trends and learn firsthand insider tips and tricks to help you look and feel your very best. I'm so happy to have you here. The Beauty Debut starts now. Angelica Cantor, thank you so much, my dear friend, for being on my podcast, The Beauty Debut, today. I always look forward to our conversations, and I'm kind of glad that we're going to be able to do this to give people that are listening a peek into your success, and I know you're going to be willing to share what has made you successful in sales, and welcome. Welcome, Angelica. I love you. I love you, too. I'm so happy that we had this time together and thank you. I'm honored uh, that I get to be a part of your beauty debut podcast. And um, I'm actually looking forward to the podcast um, that you did uh, the other day with that amazing hairdresser. Yes. Yes. Giovanni. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, you know, you kind of a good segue. You've always been in hair care. That's kind of your niche. Um, yes. But before you landed in hair care, um, can you tell me and the audience wh- how you started in beauty? I know you you went to college and then beauty school or beauty school, then college. Sure. Yeah. So beauty school first. So I actually went to beauty school, um, but I am a beauty school dropout. Beauty <laughs> I went my last year. I went my last year of high school. And honestly, I, I signed up for beauty school because I wanted to get out of school early. Yeah. So I went to beauty school and I actually joined the golf team. And I actually sucked at golf, but I got to go home at 1.30. And, um, you know, I'm, I went through the motions. Um, I actually completed, I believe, gosh, this was back in 1986, Claudia. I, I went through, I think, 400 hours. And I just said the phrase, I went through the motions. I don't like to do anything, you know, half-baked or when I'm into something, I give it my all and I just don't want to go through the motion. So I quickly learned after 400 hours that beauty, you know, being behind the chair was not for me. Mm-hmm. It just didn't have a passion for it. And uh, I knew I was, I had the gift of gab. So, you know, my very first job out of school is I sold hair products. I'm trying mm-hmm. to picture what you might have looked like. Did you have a mullet? <laughs> I need to dig up a picture. Um, I actually had a cute little bi-level haircut. Okay, bi-level uh, is a soft way of I saying mullet. My hair. I had a... <laughs> That's a soft way of saying it. You had a mullet, girl. Just admit it. 
I had a fashionable mullet. <laughs> I had a fashionable mullet. So this was actually, yeah, 1992. I graduated Cal State Long Beach. And I worked um, part-time, still in beauty. I was called what's called an account coordinator for Nordstrom. And so I floated for certain lines um, in uh, five Orange County doors. And then uh, later on, I did like five Los Angeles stores. And um, yeah, you that's were, how I started. You've been doing it for so many years and mm-hmm. you have so much experience. And I, you know, I know you've worked for many top brands and, but mm-hmm. always in hair care, that's kind of your niche, right? That's your um, spot. Well, hair care. And then um, I had uh, experience in, in uh, prestige fragrance. And then uh, I worked for two top lash enhancement companies, but you know, it, it's still related to hair, hair growth. Yeah. So that is your sweet spot. And when I yep. met you, fast forward, you know, many, many years later mm-hmm. at a trade show through a mutual friend, you know, you and I hit it off right away. But yep. I was just so amazed that I hadn't met you before because it seems like everybody that's in the uh, sales vendor side of beauty knows you, knows Angelica Cantor. So you're such a network. Uh, dynamo and you're so good at like connecting people who need to meet each other and I really admire that about you how did you get so good at that well early on in my career when I was just starting out I you know what I was I was never afraid or intimidated to get out there and introduce myself you know to the people that I aspired to be like 20 years down the line so I always kept in touch with um, people that I admired especially women and, um, you know, women that were in the beauty business that I looked up to as well as mentors. And I think that's also important. And I'll dive more into that. And when we go over, you know, my five tips of, mm-hmm. of becoming successful, but it's all about networking and keeping in touch and helping others. You just never know down the line, Claudia, um, you know, sometimes, you know, this business, it's, it's full of women and I'm a girl's girl, just like you are, but not a lot of girls are quote unquote girls, girls, and women can be catty. They so you just never mean. know. Why? Exactly. There's a why do, you, why do you think they're like that? Because <laughs> I mean, you know, I just feel like first get to know me and then you can, yes. Me. But don't hate yes. me first. Like, let me exactly. Let me, be, let me show you my sparkling personality first. Exactly. Well, historically, you know, the beauty business uh, was male dominated, and when women get a spot, you know, they want to hang on to it and they get territorial. Like, I'm all for you know sharing the wealth. So if I can help another, you know, sister out in our industry, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's going to make our beauty world a better place. Yeah, I I always feel the same way. I think there's more than enough to go around. And exactly, you know, I've always kind of worked with. I don't want to say blinders on, but I don't really worry what the person next to me is doing. I just look forward at as what I'm going to do. I don't really worry exactly. about quote unquote competition because the beauty of sales when you're in outside sales is you're only really competing against yourself. You know, you're your own advocate and you're, you can be your own worst enemy too, but it's really just you and the road and the car and prospecting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, okay. So being in the business so long, um, how have you navigated then when you've encountered maybe some 
for lack of a better term, you know, bitchiness or cattiness or mean girl behavior, like how do you navigate that? If it's, you know, I'm sure it's happened to you. It's happened to everybody as we were saying, but oh, how do you navigate sure. that in this industry and still, you know, cause you want to maintain your reputation. You don't want to mm -hmm. get caught up in gossip, but how do you maintain that and let people know like, Hey, that's not cool with me. Well, you know, Claudia, like you uh, and I, you know, um, we both have, you know, pretty stellar, um, I would say, um, reputations. And so, you know, truth prevails. You know, if I've ever encountered a mean girl situation, you and I know that all of our clients out there or our partners or even our vendor partners, um, you know, we have a, a sort of a close knit, you know, circle of women that we hang out with, um, the truth eventually comes out when, um, you know, you've been wronged, like whether it's a business deal or maybe the competitor has, you know, spoken, you know, ill will about your product or maybe you, but, you know, the tight knit of people that are in our circle, you know, the truth eventually does come out and prevails. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I do, you know, I try to just... I've got to bite my tongue a lot of times and just try to take the high road and um, just work through it. Yeah. And I think it's good to have somebody to turn to. Like, I think it's important mm -hmm. to share with other women in your industry, you know, whether you're, you know, esthetician, if you're an outside sales rep, you know, to have your small network where you can really confide and vent. Exactly. You know, sometimes you just need to vent and say, oh my gosh, I can't believe you know, I walked into this account and this just happened. It's great to have somebody just to kind of turn to and just, you know, release it, get it off your chest and then move on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's, you know, honestly, Claudia, like women like you and, you know, Hannah Duncan from Well CBD and, you know, other girlfriends like, you know, uh, Krista um, from Blur. Um, it's, it's that tight knit, very small circle of women executives in the beauty business that we can count on and that we can vent to because we, if we, if we didn't have that outlet to vent and we just let it fester, it, you know, it, it'll come through and at the most inopportune time. So I'm just grateful to have my network of women that if I feel, you know, this isn't right and da da da. And then I can just, I, all I need to do is just bite my tongue and just vent to my girls and then I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of like release it. You know, it really does exactly. help to voice it, to acknowledge it and to voice it. Exactly. And, you, know, you mentioned something really interesting about, you know, beauty mm -hmm. still kind of being um, predominantly a man's game in that most mm -hmm. of the upper executives of, you know, most professional brands and retail brands on the market are run by men. Um, how, exactly. How as women do you think we can, you know, rise to the top and get some of those coveted roles. Like I know you're, you know, have many years experience as a VP of sales. You know, wh what about for other women out there that want to move up? Like how can we as women get to that level as well? Well, as I mentioned early on in my career, I asked to be mentored and I introduced myself and, and networked with other women executives. And as I climbed up the ladder, um, if you know, someone came to me and they wanted mentoring. Um, I feel it's important to give back. Mm -hmm. So us women can rise through the ranks if we just refer each other. Mm -hmm. And so that's what it's all about. In fact, um, you know, today I had a, 
I had a girlfriend reach out to me. You know, she is the, an executive uh, CEO of like a big company um, that you and I deal with or at sea in spas. And she's like, you know what? I, I want to make a change. And so I actually said, you know, told her, send your resume. And I sent it to two uh, top beauty recruiters that are women run beauty recruitment companies. And it's all about networking and referring mm -hmm. and just keeping that tight, tight circle yet um, just sort of keeping it in the family, you know? Yeah. And I think that's how we will rise through the ranks is just referring other women that are like-minded and, and um, talented and strong and professional and just keep it going. We've got yeah, to race I, through that glass ceiling. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's so important that we do help each other and that we do support mm -hmm. each other, you know, through it all. And to, you know, when you rise up, you want to take people with you. And I think exactly. it's so important to have that attitude for each other. So I hope all the women out there listening, you know, can agree. And I'm sure, you know, if we all united instead of competing against each other, if we all united, exactly. we would be so strong in this industry. Well, here's an example, Claudia, and I, and I don't mean to go off a tangent. I have a girlfriend that, you know, she text messaged me last night about nine o'clock and she is CMO level uh, with different beauty companies. And she lost her job at the height of, you know, the, the COVID and, you know, we're talking top-notch, um, high six-figures um, type of dynamo. Mm -hmm. And she's, she just sent me a text. She's like, hey, Angelica, I just want to thank you for all of your support. I actually landed a great CMO position. And I text her back. I'm like, what did I do? And I, she said, are you kidding me? You were just there to support me. And, you know, when I had to call, when I was crumbling, you picked up the phone. So, again, just that inner circle of just support and network and referring it really does make uh, a big difference. Oh, I love that. Yeah, you are that person for a lot of people, Angelica. You really just have always conducted yourself in such a professional way, but you're also a girl's girl and you're so much fun to hang with. So I hope that- Thank you. <laughs> I hope we're going to be able to hang again very soon. <laughs> we will. So let's dive into your top five tips. Sure. Because, you know, sales is not for the wimpy. It's, mm -mm. You know, there's a lot of no's. There's a lot of grind. Um, you know, you have your great days, your down days. It's, it's definitely can be a roller coaster of emotions. Mm -hmm. uh, being exactly. In sales. And, you know, there are so many amazing brands. There's so much competition, um, you know, with choices that um, these spas, salons, and estheticians have to choose from. So if you could help those of us that are in sales um, with all of your years of experience, what are your top five? Okay, so tip number one, the power of relationships and loyalty. Tip number two. Wait, wait, so let's no, start. Okay. Power yep. okay, number one okay. is? Power of relationships and loyalty. Right. So with relationships, how do you build those relationships with prospects without coming off as, you know, I see a lot, I'm, I'm just going to dish here with you. I see a sure. lot of reps kind of brown nosing and being really fake and yes. like kissing up to these buyers or kissing up to these spa directors. And I see it happening and it, it mm -hmm. makes me cringe because I don't know. It's just, I don't know if it's my personality. Maybe it's a detriment. Maybe that's been like 
you know, maybe my negative in sales is I just can't bring myself to do that. Like I can't kiss anyone's ass to get a sale. Like I just, Mm -hmm. I refuse to do it. Like to me, it's not worth it. How do you navigate that? So it is genuine and you are really building those relationships because let's be real, you can try to build a relationship and sometimes you'll hit a brick wall with some of these spa directors or buyers. They're just not, they're just not there to hear it, you know? So how do you do that? Because I know you're well, still I, I mean, relationships. I try to get them. I try to get them to know them on a personal level, um, you know, very carefully. Um, I actually, Claudia, I have to stalk their social media at times just to get to know like when their birthday is or an anniversary, and um, you know, if so it's stalking a prospect, social media is tip number stalking one. Stalking social media, you know, it. You know, if I know it's their birthday, then. I'll, sh- I'll send them like a birthday card, you know, and um, it's just the little thing. So I, you know, after I meet somebody, I usually send them a thank you card and then I'll navigate through their Instagram or their Facebook and I'll see, okay, their birthday is this date. And then I'll jot it down on my calendar. Even if I've not done this with them, um, you know, the, the, the Google calendar and the iPhone will send you a reminder. And so I'll send a card or I've been known to send flowers or chocolates and I just try to make it, I try to get to know somebody one-on-one just on that personal level and and not turn them off if it's just about business. And I genuinely love people anyway, and you know that. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's fun just getting uh, connected like on a personal level, because if, if all we did was talk about business, that would be boring. It's fun to hear about who their latest boyfriend is, or, you know, you know, if they, or, or, you know, they're going on a date or, you know, if their daughter's graduated, it's just, it's fun to, that personal touch is always fun. So it sounds like it's kind of like dating. Like you have to kind of slowly get to know somebody. Mm -hmm. And okay. So when you say relationships, that's what you're talking about. You're talking about Mm -hmm. slowly getting to know somebody. Cause I think sometimes in sales, it's, you know, you're looking at your goals, right? You're looking at crunching Mm -hmm. those numbers and I think it can make you sometimes come off as too aggressive or too exactly. too much in their faces, too soon, too much, because you know you're just trying to hit a hit a target. So your mm-hmm. advice to salespeople is to take a step back, take it slow, and just really start to get to know someone before you start pitching or talking about your brand. Exactly. And you know what? And I know like these buyers, spot directors or whatever, they're busy. And Another tip I like to, you know, offer as far as relationships, try to take them out of their environment. If they don't have time for lunch, I'm sure they would appreciate like if you just made it a latte date just to get them out of their chaos and there's less distraction. So honestly, Claudia, even just a latte, you know, goes miles. Okay. All right. All right. So, so relationships and all that. Okay. What's tip number two? Networking and the power of loyalty. So early on in my career, I've asked, you know, women executives in our industry, you know, if they could mentor me and I continue to keep in touch with them years later. And then as I've risen up the ranks, if, you know, somebody that's just starting out wanted to be a mentor, then I, pay it forward, pay it back. And I've, I've mentored them. Um, and it, it also ties into the relationships because over time you build that loyalty with 
not only your buyers, but your buyers, they actually become your friends and, and those friends become your family on the road. Yeah. And um, again, it's important to network with, you know, women that you can trust, that you can rely on. And let's say I'm selling a product, you're selling a product that doesn't compete, or even if it does compete, if, if, if I have a spa that may not like my flavor, but they might like your flavor, I'm going to refer you. And I, here's an example. That's what I did on Monday. I've been, I've been vetting a distributor in the Southeast market for months. And, you know, I followed up. COVID is sort of, you know, I'm not going to say dying down, but it's, it's tapering enough where we can keep in touch with the people that we've vetted. And although he was not interested in my product at this time, he said, hey, do you know, you know, anyone that has like this type of product. And immediately I thought of like another uh, female friend of ours in the uh, industry and I connected those two and it looks like they're going to do business. So I know down the line, it's just going to, you know, it, it's going to come back to me tenfold. Even if it doesn't, I feel good that I was able to make that connection and start a new relationship, um, you know, outside of my own relationship. And again, just that networking just keeps expanding. And I love that. And I love your, your, you know, when you were younger in this industry, you know, just asking, asking for help, you know, hey, can I learn from you? Can I learn what you do? And I think that's so important as sales executives, if you're wanting to get to the next level, you know, it's okay to say, hey, I would love some help. I don't know how to do that yet. You know, can yep. you teach me what you know? Um, I think that's such a brave thing to do and not to pretend that you know it all. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a great great attribute. And I hope that more people reach out and ask others for help. I think if we help each other, I love that. That's beautiful. I'm so glad that you shared that because I think, you know, that does what, that is what makes you successful. And, and again, you're a girl's girls and girl's girl and you know it. And um, I honestly, I, I feel if, if it comes from the heart and, and it comes from a place of sincerity, um, it's a win-win. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so now we're on to tip number three, I think. Yep, yeah, so um, I don't take no for an answer. Uh, no doesn't mean no, it just, in my book, it means not yet. So you know as well as I do, um, it could take three years. You just never know before yeah. you land that big account. So I've actually been working on an account for seven years. It, it's it's a, a clean beauty retailer. And, you know, I've hit a wall with them. You know, I've submitted my paperwork twice and then the buyer leaves. You got to start all over with a new buyer. But I mean, sometimes it, it just doesn't, sometimes it, it, you can, you know, make a deal overnight and then other times it can take years. Yeah. So I, I feel, yeah. you know, being persistent at a, you know, respectful, it's all about being respectful and sensitive, um, yet being persistent, but in a respectful and sensitive manner, I think that's the route to go. Yeah. So it's about not giving up and- Correct. Uh, and, you know, just continually to gently follow up or to- Exactly. Know, to keep that connection. Because I think if somebody says no, I think, you know, you do have to respect that boundary and not- continue to contact them. But like you said earlier, you can con connect with them on a personal level. Like maybe it's just liking their Instagram post or commenting mm -hmm. or remembering a birthday. And that person then always kind of has you 
and their subconscious in a way like, okay, you know, this person is a good person and down the road, you just never know what's going to happen. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I love it. So um, my tip number four is being sensitive to your buyer's needs and their audience. So for example, marketing strategy, what may work in, let's say the Los Angeles or the New York or even the Miami market may not work in, let's say, you know, Wisconsin or, you know, a smaller market. So do your homework, know your audience, listen in on what your buyer is asking for and what they need. And sometimes you really have to tailor, you know, a package deal that fits their budget and their market. Mm -hmm. So just yeah. being sensitive to, and just being flexible and um, not so rigid, because if you're not rigid, the next vendor that comes along that offers them flexibility, what they need and what, and pertains to their audience, they're going to end up getting the sales. So I think that's very important. Yeah, I, I've always come from a, a mindset of, you know, when you're working on a proposal with, you know, a, a prospect, you know, there's rarely a time where I will say no to anything that they ask for because it's about getting your foot in the door first and then the rest exactly. kind of flow. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay. Especially right. during these times, you know, because. Oh, yeah, especially uh, during now. Yeah, the pandemic set many of us vendors back and, and along with our partners, now is the time to be flexible. Yes. Now is the time of yes. Yes, I can mm -hmm. do that. Yes, I'm happy exactly. to help. <laughs> exactly. And what about tip number five? Uh, being consistent uh, and, and uh, with your continued uh, follow through, sell through and vendor support. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's great you know, the hard part is, is, you know, forming that relationship and getting the sale and um, yay, hooray that, you, you know, you got the sale in, but it's very important to offer that continued, continued support to make sure whatever service or product that you're selling into has continued sell through. You're not going to get any repeated orders by, you know, your product sitting on the shelf collecting dust. So it's important to um, educate your buyer, educate their team, so their team can educate their audience or their clientele, and just offer that continued support, whether it's an incentive for the staff, or maybe, you know, you offer to do, um, you know, when it's safe, you know, like maybe a client event with like wine and cheese, um, a, you know, any extra vendor support um, is always helpful. And it's a win-win. You'll get the repeat sales and your, your, you know, either whether it's a property, it's a spa or a retail store, um, you know, they obviously benefit from, you know, the retail sales. So they profit. Yeah, no, that's really good advice. And I think that, you know, it, it seems like common sense, but I think a lot of times you forget, especially when you're busy and you have multiple exactly. accounts, it's really important to nurture each of those relationships, whether they're a big account or a small account, giving them the same love and attention equally. Exactly. Okay. Mm, I love all your tips, Angelica. Now Thank I you, have Claudia. to ask you, so, you know, you're, you know, you have a brand now that you are um, VP of sales for, and you're out there promoting your brand. Like 
when you hear the words, I mean, you're selling hair care. So let's say yes. you're calling on, a, you know, a big salon or a distributor or what have you. Mm -hmm. They obviously already have a hair care brand that they love mm -hmm. probably, or multiple hair care brands. Mm -hmm. You know, what are your tips for just getting that meeting? Because I think that's a big part of it in sales is, you know, it's just getting that first meeting. How do you, how do you mm -hmm. do it? I mean, here's the thing. Now that, again, we're in a position, you know, the pandemic's not over, but buyers are starting to take up appointments. You know, I try to find a reason like, you know, I would love to, you know, meet you at your off. I mean, I offer to drive to them and then I'll offer like, Hey, can we make it? Can I bring in coffee? Can I bring in lunch? Can I make it? Can I bring in breakfast? Because if they say, you know, I'm really busy, I'm just starting to get caught up, then try to catch them like during their lunch break or, you know, they have to eat. So offer to bring something in. Okay. Um, and then what I like to do is before the meeting is I'll send them like a full set of everything uh, before the meeting so they have a chance to experience it mm -hmm. because, you know, when I get to their office and I can just tell them, you know, it's the best thing from best thing next to sliced bread, they, they hear things lip service all day long. Yeah. Um, but if they had the opportunity to try my product, then they can connect um, on what's coming out of my mouth <laughs> right. is ringing true to their ears. Yeah. And I think that's probably really important for hair care. Mm -hmm. Like you have to try it and experience it exactly. to really understand, you know, the message behind it. And that brings me to you talking about Ethica Beauty, which is kind of a new, very quickly rising popular hair care brand. And it's so unique. Can you tell yes. me like, what is Ethica and why should we all like run out and buy this right now? Sure. So Ethica is actually short for ethical beauty. Um, a dear friend of mine, uh, Peter Martin, he's from Vancouver, Canada. Uh, when he, ha we've been friends for years and he used to be uh, the EVP of another medical hair care line. And I was working for another line and we'd always run into each other. And he's like, I want to work with you one day. I'm like, well, maybe. So the opportunity came up where the brand that he was running, they unfortunately went out of business and he had this idea, this brainchild that came to fruition, a four skew, um, brand new category slash game changer um, that he wanted to introduce. Now, when you think of hair care and you think of like, wow, most product lines have 30 products. This line has four products and it's multi-benefit. So whatever my hair care and scalp needs are, um, adapts to whatever your hair care and scalp needs are adapts to. And we pretty much checked off all of the boxes when it comes to, uh, different hair and scalp needs. For example, um, we are, uh, PETA certified. We're cruelty free. Um, our packaging uh, comes from recycled materials, um, uh, such as um, recycled ocean, reclaimed ocean plastics. We have, we're all about anti-aging. We're all about scalp therapy. We're all about hair growth. Uh, you know, with, just by using the shampoo and conditioner alone, it offers you, you know, sun protection. Our products are coconut uh, surfactant based. So, 
Um, you know as well as I do, since you've been in skincare, that coconut is a natural skin healer. Well, our scalp is our skin. So we, you know, we often address, you know, in, in, in spawn wellness, you know, the face and the body, but we can't forget about our scalp and our hair. So when I talk about scalp, you know, beautiful, healthy hair starts with a beautiful, healthy scalp. Mm -hmm. So scalp issues can range anything from dandruff to psoriasis to eczema um, to even alopecia or even post-chemotherapy. So just even our shampoo and conditioner alone addresses that. Um, wow. And the fact that it says the anti-aging, that's, you know, it's skincare for hair care, Claudia. Um, That's what I and... love. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's it's anti-aging for your scalp mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, mm -hmm. and therefore making your hair stronger and healthier. Exactly. So what are the four products? And 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 yeah, for, let's start there. What are the okay. four products? So the four products are, there's a stimulating anti-aging condition uh, shampoo, and that's coconut-based. It's also color-safe. It's also keratin safe. It's also, um, you know, um, I said hair color safe and it's also hair extension safe. And then our conditioner, it's also co coconut uh, based and um, it's, it's free of sulfates. It's free of glutens. It's free of parabens. We have no dyes. We have no harsh alcohols uh, or harsh oils in any of our product. Uh, it's chemical free. Um, and bunnies love us. So when you, you know, purchase our product, um, if you turn the back of the bottle, um, there's a cruelty-free pita bunny, mm -hmm. which and, clean and beauty. So, it's so really big. Shampoo and conditioner, though, you know, yes, it's got all. It doesn't have all the things we don't want. But how mm -hmm. does it work? Like, how is it helping your scalp anti-age? And how is it? like helping with hair loss? Like how is that working? Sure. Okay. So um, we use, uh, you know, the best lab in Los Angeles and we use the latest technology. Um, you know, if you go on our website, ethicabeauty.com, um, we use something called adaptive smart technology. So just our um, blend of ingredients um, you know, we use, you know, ingredients like, you know, reishi mushroom or biotin. Um, it literally just zones in on what your needs are. So let's say my issue is dry scalp and I don't necessarily, and I, and I still have like a good, you know, head of thick hair. Um, I really don't need the hair growth benefits, which by the way, coconut is a natural hair growth ingredient. Um, so it'll just zone in on, you know, I have dry scalp. Or you know maybe I have split ends, um, and 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 coconut is a natural antibacterial, Claudia. So mm -hmm. it keeps the contaminants away from your hair and your scalp. Interesting. And okay. you'll notice immediately um, us women, like when we shampoo our uh -huh. hair in the shower, we yeah. shed. So this oh, help you. Yeah. You'll immediately see less shedding. Just, oh, that would be just great. by using it. Because I think mm -hmm. that's part of getting older too. I just notice more hair shedding than I ever used mm -hmm. to have before. And so that's exactly. the shampoo and conditioner. And what are the other two key products? So that the other two key products, um, they're called topicals and they're water-based. Uh, we have zero chemicals um, in our topicals. Uh, we have no oils, no sulfates, 
no harsh alcohols or dyes. So we just have two of them, Ageless. Um, we recommend Ageless for women and um, it's a topical leave-in. So you literally spray on the areas that need TLC, you massage it in, it's water-based, it dries within eight seconds and you just style your hair. And then we have um, corrective and we recommend corrective to men. And so where women need a little TLC where they part their hair, maybe there's a little thinning there. Men typically need love, like literally on the crown, on the, the crown area of the top of their head. And so they just spray that corrective, massage it in, and that's it. They just go about their day. And um, you want to use, it's, it's much like using a lash or a brow enhancer. You, you use it once a day until you see results. I would say you, you'll start seeing results in about 30 days. And then once you see the results that you love, you don't have to use it every day. You can just go into maintenance mode and just use it yeah, maybe two, three times a week. And I recommend women that wear hair extensions, um, you know, especially in Vegas, I would say, I'm going to say, you know, six out of 10 women I see, they probably wear hair extensions in Vegas. It's very <laughs> we important. Do. We do. It's, yeah. it, it's very important to maintain that natural hair underneath those extensions, which it's constant tension and pulling of the hair, you've got to keep that natural hair strong. So I tell women, you know, buy a bottle of Ageless. It's their insurance policy with making sure those two $2,500, $3,000, you know, head of, you know, hair extensions may remains intact and in place. Um, because the worst thing is if you've got bad hair, you've got to have good hair as an anchor for those extensions to hang on to. Absolutely. I didn't know that. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to mm -hmm. tell my hairdresser about it. I think it sounds awesome. And then only yeah, four please products. Do. So I'll stock four, them. Yeah. So it's so easy. I mean, four products. Um, so if you're a salon or spa director, or even I think an esthetician, because this mm -hmm. deals with scalp health and skin exactly, and anti-aging and, and really only having those four products to recommend to your clients is amazing. Exactly. And actually, Claudia, you would potentially only be recommending three. So the shampoo, conditioner, and then the agents right. for women or the shampoo, conditioner, and the corrective for men. Speaking of medical spas, we've been getting some... Um, you know, calls through our hotline of medical spas uh, having an interest only because, you know, it's, it's, it says anti-aging on the bottle and, um, you know, it's not skincare. And so these, these medical spas are looking for new retail that will catch the attention of their, their audience. Yeah, especially if these med spas are doing like the laser um, mm -hmm. hair stimulation or if they're doing microneedling. Um, or I, I just recently learned that the new device Jet Peel is great for hair restoration. These mm -hmm. products, I would imagine, would be amazing support for that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I know you gave me some Ethica to try, and I am going to try it starting today. I'm going to use it Thank you, for a whole month. I'm going <laughs> to post on my Instagram my before and after because, you know, I'm 52 and I, I don't make any you look bones about it. But, you know, mm -hmm. I have noticed like, you know, some thinning just like on the, um, what do you call it? Like the sides, you know, it's just not as thick as it used to yeah, be? Yeah, it's the temporal area. So the temporal yeah, and you're area. correct. I mean, as we age, our skin ages, our hair does too. The texture changes. It gets skinny. It, it's not as 
elastic. It's not as vibrant. It's not as supple. So I say treat your hair and your scalp as you would your skin. I love it. And that makes so much sense. And I love that it's so clean. Mm -hmm. Um, The packaging is beautiful. And, you know, if anyone is in the market for it and they're listening to this podcast, you know, connect with Angelica. She's amazing to work with and she'll set you on your way to beautiful hair and anti-aging for your scalp. I love it. Angelica, thank you so much for being on the Beauty Debut Podcast. It means so much to me. You've been always such a cheerleader for me and I love you as I do, as I'm sure everyone else that knows you does. So I love you so much. It's my pleasure. And um, I hope to see you soon. Stay safe, wear your mask and wash your hands. Yeah. And use my new scalp (laughs) treatment. (laughs) Thank you, darling. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you liked this episode, I would be grateful if you would rate and review and be sure to subscribe so you can get notified when the next episode goes live. To learn more about makeup, skincare, self-care, and my personal go-to products, visit thebeautydebut.com. Do you want to continue today's conversation? You can find me on Instagram at thebeautydebut and on LinkedIn at Claudia Fabian.